Do you have to choose between having a relationship and having a career? Most people don't have a healthy relationship. Yeah, and it's only not healthy yet because we don't normally start out healthy. As much as everyone wishes that they could be the best version of themselves for someone else, it's normally not the case. Like, you kind of bring a lot of BS with you. And you're normally not even the best version of yourself for yourself. Right. Like, if you can't even do that for yourself, you can't do it for somebody else. The Woman Herself, Songs by Cole. <laughs> Welcome to episode one. I am Thank you. honored to have you as my first guest. I'm honored to be your first guest. Cool. It just makes <laughs> sense. You know, you've been supporting me throughout this whole process when I started Enter the Void almost a year ago, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> it's flown by. So it's been almost a year since I started my first podcast and you mm -hmm. were so supportive of it and just yeah I really appreciate all of the times that you've been there for me and given me a second opinion and helped me with design stuff and all sorts of stuff so of course it means the world and this is a perfect first guest situation for, <laughs> for this new podcast where we question everything I'm um, excited yeah me too this today's topic is uh relationships and career specifically do you have to choose between the two and i know that this is something that's really relevant to both of us yeah. because for those listening and watching who don't know uh, we're married <laughs> yes <laughs> so yeah it's we know what it's like to be creative people that are pursuing a career and also a relationship together mm -hmm. and it's it's kind of wild so I, I think it makes sense to start from the beginning, you know, where we came from mm -hmm. and how everything happened, um, mainly because it's helpful for other people to understand that they're not alone and that, you know, for crazy, sure. crazy things can happen and lead to a good relationship. Um, but also cause it's, it's entertaining. And I think the way that we started was very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll it'll be good for us to interesting like, is one word for it yeah <laughs> yeah um we have drinks here so these are good for your voice so we can take a sip i'm really i don't know what to expect with this flavor like just what is it it's so it's honey lemon water mm -hmm. with ginger and turmeric mm -hmm. oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's interesting. Also, we have some crystals here. So if you want something to fidget with, I know I'm a fidgeter. So okay. I'm going to take the white one because I'm feeling, um, I don't know. It's just like my white It matches shirt. your outfit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, man. I guess this one kind of matches my outfit. There you go. So. Yeah, it's dark. We're both wearing black, yes. which happens a lot. <laughs> we end up matching quite we a bit. We do so. match a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious from, from your perspective, if we go back to the beginning of our relationship and just the things that we came from, mm -hmm. what do you think is important to bring up and what do you think is relevant to this topic of 
relationships and career and if you can make them work together if you have to choose? Yeah, well, I th- I think at the start of our relationship or even just our friendship, I think we were in very different places w- yeah. <laughs> career-wise. That's very true. Um, and that wasn't necessarily a bad thing, um, but it is, I think, important to note <laughs> because mm. we are, like now, where we're at currently, we are very much in the same place, on the same page. But then, like, we really weren't. What was different? Um, well, I I feel like I... From a really young age, I kind of knew what I wanted to do with my life and, like, what I wanted to do for a career. And so I was just kind of already going at it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... Because you I, fell into music at, what, like, 11 is when you started actually, like, writing with yeah. the piano and stuff? Yeah, and I, I'm really fortunate that I found that out so young because I know that with most people, they don't really figure out what their thing is until a lot later in life. And so it was, <laughs> and so it was kind of a rare thing to happen, like for you to figure out what you want to do career-wise when you're so young. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like I was kind of in that place and then you, you were kind of experimenting with a lot of different things and like you didn't really know what you wanted to do and um yeah I don't I don't want to talk for you yeah (laughs) well no it's good it's good to like hear your perspective and like full disclosure obviously we've been married almost four years now and (laughs) we've talked about nearly everything but that's what I'm excited for with this episode is for us to just um give each other a different perspective and Mm -hmm. really break down this this question but you're right I I was kind of all over the place and I did know what I wanted. I knew that I wanted financial freedom. Mm -hmm. I knew that I wanted to help people and I knew that I wanted to experience the fullness of this life because I don't know if there's anything after this or not. I'd like to think there is, but Mm -hmm. that's always been in the back of my mind of like, there are hundreds of different countries on this earth, all with different geography and cultures. And like, I don't want to just live in the same small town my whole life and and wither away. Um, Yeah. So I've always known what I wanted in that sense, but knowing how to get there and like what vehicle to take. Yeah. Cause like different cars have different functions, right? Like some vehicles are meant for off-road, some are meant for the quickest zero to 60. (laughs) And like (laughs) knowing what direction (laughs) and like your destination is so important. Um, Yeah. But you also have to take the right vehicle to get there. And I was always afraid of choosing the wrong one. And I think that unfortunately- You get on like a lime scooter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I'll see you guys in a very long time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then I get to the end and it's like a million dollars for the bill because they're so freaking expensive. Yeah. Oh my goodness. This episode is not sponsored by Lime. Absolutely not. In fact, it's the opposite. We we reverse endorse Lime currently. Lime, if you want to change that, just let me know. Yeah. The email is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm not going to disclose my email. 
it's yeah um just kidding (laughs) so so yeah i i think unfortunately like at the beginning of our relationship you got to experience the negative side of that of me like not having the clarity on what how i was going to do what i wanted to do um obviously i was experiencing the brunt of that too for a long time um because it sucks and it's also embarrassing to like try a bunch of different things and look like a failure every single time but i'm aware that i it was difficult you know for you to be in this place where you had that clarity and you also had been very consistent with your music career for a very long time like you never swayed from it and i couldn't say the same for myself and it was it was difficult i'm curious what kind of strain you feel that put on our relationship or what challenges that brought in like specifically career-wise with where we were at and how we were handling it um well it's interesting because i feel like we kind of we got we got to experience kind of like the complete opposite sides of this like i don't want to call it an issue but like a a challenge yeah um so like you were experiencing like not knowing what you want to do or like how you want to go about things um and feeling like you were weighing me down and then my side of it was like i already knew what i wanted to do um but i was kind of struggling with essentially what the question of this episode is which is can you have love and a career because like I don't know I feel like there were a lot of times that I'm a very independent person but kind of to a fault sometimes kind of to I'm so independent that sometimes I'm selfish in a way yeah or I don't allow others to help (laughs) um (laughs) And so I think that I like, I don't know. I I feel like we experienced the opposite sides of the spectrum. Yeah. Like I was, I was maybe because of my lack of clarity, I was relying too much on like external things, including you for that sense of clarity and direction. And then for you, like you weren't letting me in enough because you already had the clarity and like you already knew where where you wanted to go and so it kind of like pushed me out of the equation a little bit yeah that makes sense Mm -hmm. and i i can i can see that like it was it was difficult for both of us um and obviously like the career choices like for me i took a very different method than you did and i were two different personality types we're two different people um so there's the career stuff but obviously in a relationship it's not just like your relationship with your spouse or with your partner and your careers there are other aspects involved Mm -hmm. and i know that for both of us a huge component of our relationship was our religion which has now shifted into our spirituality but Mm -hmm. i I know that this is like a very deep wound for both of us. And I think that it's important for people that are going through the same thing to see that there's a way out. Um, Yeah, definitely. 
so with you know without the entire episode turning into that cuz we could talk <laughs> for literal days straight with no sleep <laughs> yeah. about specifically our religious journey i'm curious mm-hmm. i'm curious about how that impacted our relationship and maybe even before we were technically together maybe even when we were just friends or when we just met yeah well the first thing that came to mind was Honestly, so in our religion, and in I feel like a lot of religions, there's a huge emphasis on women being mothers and homemakers, um, yeah, and not so much of a focus on career. Mm-hmm. It's in fact, it's kind of frowned upon. Um, and it won't so, say that now, but like it right. still is. <laughs> And so growing up, I, I already felt kind of out of place with other girls. Yeah. Um, because, and to be clear, I, I do not look down on motherhood at all. And like, I think that being like a homemaker, I think that's beautiful. And like, I think that if, if your dream in life is to be a mother, like there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that's amazing. Um, but I did, like, I don't know, like, I've always been very, like, entrepreneurial and, like, um, career-oriented. And so that's been my dream in life is to, like, um, succeed in that area. Um, and so all that to say that I I already felt really out of place with that. Yeah, like you just couldn't connect as much with other girls yes. your age. Yeah, and... um I also felt like it was something that, about me that was kind of bad or like not um, something that I needed to change about myself. Almost like your your desire for a career first over like instantly jumping into motherhood was mm-hmm. kind of kind of made you unworthy in a way. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I don't know, like, I, I think that so yeah, like before we started dating, I kind of had that, that like dissonance in my mind of like, oh, I need to, I need to be a wife. I need to be a homemaker. I need to like be ready to be a mother. But <laughs> that was just like, not me. Yeah. Like that's not what I was wanting right, right away at least. Um, and so I'm I'm totally curious because I just now realized something. Yeah, you had uh-huh. this this pressure from church mm-hmm. to like take a certain path with your life. Yes. And then you had your intrinsic desire to pursue your career. Mm-hmm. And so for those that don't know, like we both grew up Mormon mm-hmm. and um in the LDS church. Yeah. But- and I left when I was 16. I separated myself from mm-hmm. the church. And when we say the church, we mean the LDS church because <laughs> yeah. that's our, the church. Um, so I separated myself from the church when I was 16. And so when we met, when I was 18 and you were 16, yeah, um, I was not a part of that anymore. And although we were just friends for like a year and a half after we had met, do you feel like there was a part of you that felt safe with me in the sense that you knew that 
I wasn't expecting you to immediately become a mom, whereas like most Mormon boys would be expecting that of you? I, I'm glad that you brought that up because I think that that definitely was a thing. We, we just <laughs> because, unlocked a new like thing. Yeah, I've never really like thought about that, but I think that's totally true. Like, especially because like the person that I had like dated before you was like in the church yeah and i it's funny because the future that i had always envisioned with him was not actually what i really wanted yeah like the future that i envisioned with him was being like this perfect mormon girl and like getting married in the temple and like wearing like the modest like midi maxi dresses and like (laughs) probably like living in utah or like uh like something like that and that's just like i mean look at me does it look like that's what i want in life? <laughs> yeah <laughs> come on you've come definitely on. like <laughs> stepped further into be yourself and what you want <laughs> be for yeah. real girl yeah so but with you i was like wait <laughs> Like, I don't have to be that if I don't want to. And, like, there are guys out there that are going to be supportive of that. Yeah. Well, and you also knew by the time we became best friends that I hated Utah. (laughs) Yeah. So that was also out of the picture, which is good. Yeah. And you also just, like, like, we would have spiritual conversations all the time. And I just, like, thought your perspective was so cool. And, like, it was so, it was so, like inspiring to hear because it was just so clear to me that you were like you were such a free thinker and like I had always felt that way growing up that like I was kind of like a free thinker um but it's like hard to be that whenever you're in a high demand religion like that's not really allowed yeah yeah I think um maybe it's a little bit more niche to uh take the approach of like or to shine a light on, yes, we're, we're like a very entrepreneurial couple that's very like creative and pursuing our own careers, um, which is c- kind of a rare thing. Like typically you see people get together after they get famous or something like that. Yeah. It's, it seems to be it's more rare, rare that, that they are together. They like come up together. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we don't know everything that's going to happen, but like, that's our goal and manifesting it right now (laughs) live. (laughs) Like that's, that's the goal, right? Because it provides us and the people around us freedom and it, and we're helping other people in the process. So, Mm -hmm. um, so there's that, but like, I'm curious with the, um, it's, it's very rare that I lose my train of thought, but I actually just, like, the train totally went in a tunnel. And, like, no, it went in a tunnel and it's gone. Oh. Like, there's no other end of the tunnel. Oh, okay. I don't I don't see a light at the end at the moment. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, <Okay>. um, <laughs> rest in peace to my brain. Um. So, before, you were, you were talking about... Um, <laughs> Let me take we a let me about, take a drink. Yeah, maybe it will rinse the yeah the gunk. Rinse the gunk from our mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you were talking about um, how you weren't connecting with other people your age, 
And then mm-hmm. there was that dynamic of relationships and how basically most of your options, because, and this is also typical of religions, is you kind of got to stick together. If you yes. marry outside of the religion, it's always a problem mm-hmm. to friends and family and leaders and whatever. Yeah. And with the LDS it's church. It's not smart to do. Yeah, exactly. Like because, you can, but you should probably avoid it at yeah. all costs. And then other churches <laughs> are like straight up, like don't marry outside of the church. Mm-hmm. And that's how the LDS church is. Um, and so I, I can see, and that's very interesting how like with me, I wasn't in the church. And although this is maybe a different part of our story that we can explore at a later date, but like I know that you wanted me to come back to the church and yeah. I started to because I loved you. Um, but yeah, like I appreciate what you said about seeing that I was a free thinker and um, I appreciated that about you too. Like that's, I think why we became such good friends so fast is because unlike most most other Mormon kids that I was around at 18 and even before that, like you were very open-minded and willing to have a conversation and you didn't like you didn't combat everything I said with like a scripture that you had memorized (laughs) like you the things that came out of your mouth were straight from your own mind yeah like I I didn't feel threatened by like your opposing beliefs yeah and and I felt that way and that was actually really surprising to me because when we were just friends and when we had just met I never I never could have imagined this. Yeah, I mean, never. Either. Like this was this is the biggest surprise of no the century. No one saw it coming. No, they totally didn't, and and we didn't. And it's it's because of that. Like, if you're in the church, you're in it, and if you're out, you're out. Um, but it was surprising to me that there was some like free thought, and I was like, oh, this is like really cool and really attractive, and so yeah. <laughs> Um, so without getting too like in the weeds about our exodus from the, from the LDS church, the Mormon church, yeah, I'm, I think it's important to talk about individuality. Like a big thing for me and my message with social media is you, you cannot find fulfillment in life if you don't truly understand who you are. Yeah. If you don't have a clear sense of identity, then you're going nowhere mm-hmm. and it's going to be miserable. And we both know what that feels like. We know yeah. what it feels like to have little pieces of our identity that we're aware of, right? So if you thought I was a free thinker. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing that I'm capitalizing on now. Like that's my career is like me mm-hmm. having an open mind and thinking freely. Yeah. Like, but I didn't have that clarity. That was just a tiny little unexplored unappreciated piece of my identity so I'm curious how growing up in the church and having that strip your identity and your individuality Mm -hmm. because you're you're not able to think for yourself yeah and there's very much like a mold created for you yes and that was that like stay at home mom kind of mold which is fine if that's what you want to do but you didn't Uh want to So how did that impact your career and our relationship as, as we were entering marriage together and entering a partnership? Like, what was that process like of having almost no identity before 
and then having to discover that for yourself and that dynamic where we were both doing that at the same time? Um, I honestly feel like the only thing that gave me identity outside of the church was my music. Hmm. And that was my actual identity. <laughs> like yeah. that was actually me. Um, and so I'm super grateful for that. Um, and I feel like my, my music and like writing music, it kind of taught me how to listen to myself. Hmm. Um, because anytime I would write, like, where does it come from? It, it comes from inspiration and inspiration comes from within yourself And so, yeah, I'm super grateful that I had my music to really teach me how to listen to my intuition and trust myself as well. Um, And so... Why do you think that's important with a career and a relationship for you to be really in tune with who you are and your intuition? Because I think you know you're you know yourself the best. Like, you know yourself better than anyone else. Um, And interestingly enough, I feel like bad organizations, like some churches um, or some groups in society, like, they kind of attack that. They kind of, like, they try to tear down your trust in yourself. Because that's so important. Mm. Um, you can't be controlled if you trust yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, because if something is happening, the inside you're going, oh, this feels really wrong. Like there's something off about this. If you ignore that, like you're going to get yourself into a dangerous situation. Yeah. Whereas if you listen to that feeling and and realize like, oh, I should probably like get out of this. Like, I don't know. You're like protecting yourself. Hmm. Um, sorry, that didn't really like answer the question. That you no, asked. but but it kind of does because <laughs> I think that it affects your your career and like your relationship with external things mm-hmm. when you when you're in touch with yourself, but it does in a relationship too, right? If you have somebody that doesn't know who they are, like that can affect a relationship really poorly. Yes. Because they're now they're looking to that other person to fill some sort of void and give them purpose. That's where dependency comes from. Yeah. And that is a recipe for disaster. (laughs) Yes. So regardless of, where you come from as a couple um, and and your childhoods and things like that, whether it's a religious background or a non-religious background or a family that values traditional education or not, Mm -hmm. um, a family that does sports or not, like there's a lot of different backgrounds that you can have. Yeah. But regardless of all of that, if you're in a relationship with somebody, you guys are both wanting to do big things. And I put that in quotations because things are big on a different scale to different people yeah but if you're if you're pursuing lofty careers together 
Um, what does that process look like to discover yourself, especially when you're a younger couple? Because we're in our 20s right now, which is a very transformative time. And it's a time where yeah. most people outside of the church are basically just like drinking and hoeing around and traveling maybe and working and like that's it like that's what they're doing and they're trying to figure themselves out and so are we yeah just in a different way so if you want to have a healthy relationship with somebody and if you do want to choose both where you want a career and you want a partnership mm -hmm. with somebody what what does that process look like like what does it look like for us but also for other people to really discover who you are together and not grow apart. Yeah. Um, hmm. I think that giving each other space is important. Hmm. Um, and kind of knowing your place. <laughs> um, because it can be really easy to be control freaks over each other or um, steal the spotlight. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's... And I, share a spotlight too much. Yeah. Yeah, Which that's goes back to too. the whole giving each other space thing, but... Uh-huh. Yeah, I think, I think that's just like a really important thing to give each other space. What does that allow you to do as a couple whenever you have space? Um, well, it allows you to really work on yourself and, and see what things you need to improve on. Um, space is also good because it helps you miss each other <laughs> and, mm. and desire to be around each other more. <laughs> yeah. Because whenever you're constantly around each other, like you turn into roommates yeah well and, and it's like like when you uh do a sleepover with your best friend but it's like three days in a row and you're like i you start getting why annoyed are we friends I, I kind of want to murder you right now because you suck <laughs> yeah like um yeah it's really important to also with giving each other space like it's really important to maintain individuality yeah like have your own activities that you go do. So like for you, you really like volleyball. Yeah. I'm not really a big fan of sports. But for you, like that's a great outlet for you. And that's also like an individual thing of yours. Mm -hmm. And so for you to go out and play volleyball every Thursday night or whatever, and me to stay home and do do an individual activity of my own, like that's really healthy. Yeah. For us to do. Or for you to go out with a girlfriend and me yeah. to stay home and edit videos or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think, I feel like when people get married, there's like this, there's the whole thing about like becoming one, right? Yeah. And I think that people take that too far. Like the whole becoming one thing. Like they become one so much to the point of like literally not having any sense of identity outside of their relationship. Yeah, like and, if you were to separate them, it'd be like a fish out of water. Yes, and that is really, really dangerous. Yeah. Because um, like you said, 
like it makes you really dependent on each other in a in an unhealthy way yeah um and also there there's like there's a common phrase that people use of like oh you complete me or like you're my missing half Mm -hmm. like they're coming 50 50 and like that it sounds cute but really we we kind of need to do away with that yeah. We've never really that. like done that. I don't think like you're my, you're my other half or whatever. Yeah. Just cause I like to view yourself as someone like that, like you need someone else for you to be like a whole person is just like, ugh. it kind of comes from, it, it kind of <laughs> comes from some place in society, whether it's yeah. your family or it's your your church, or it's your school, or whatever. Like mm-hmm. somewhere, you've picked up this idea that you're not complete by yourself. Yeah, and I also feel like it kind of puts some unrealistic expectations onto your partner. Yeah, because it's like if your other half isn't being perfect all the time, then you're feeling that that like lack of. Uh, wholeness yeah and, and you don't like that and that that's their fault yes yeah you're gonna start blaming it on the other person yeah which isn't good so yeah like giving each other space and maintaining individuality i think is like how to make it work how to have both yeah and that's that's really interesting because we struggled with that in the beginning I don't think so much to the point where we couldn't like, we couldn't spend time away from each other. Mm -hmm. Like we were able to do what we needed to do, but throughout our marriage, like we've spent a lot of time together, like almost every waking moment together, unless we were like at work, which there were many times where we were like working at home together. Yeah. (laughs) So like we definitely struggled with that aspect of having our own space Um, and I think that we're better at that now and we've been intentional about that. Like we've recognized that as an issue that we've needed to address Mm -hmm. and it's crazy. Maybe it's just not like coincidence, but maybe it's in spite of this instead of because of it. But it seems like things are looking up for us and like things are just starting to click and like, like you just released the best album you've ever made so far like by a long shot and the other ones were great so like maybe it has nothing to do with us giving each other space but like i'm really proud of this podcast and i wouldn't have been able to create it if i didn't allow myself to have space yeah so which is kind of like ironic because you're the first guest so i'm well aware of how silly that sounds um but it's it's interesting like we really there's like a clearer direction for both of us i think now and yeah i'd be willing to bet part of that is because we've allowed each other to just fully own something instead of like always having to help each other with everything and like you know yeah well and i don't know about you but like it's attractive to me that like you've got your own thing going like i think that's really cool it's just a relief to me and (laughs) that i have my own thing going and like i like i feel like other couples 
will experience that as well. Like when you both have your own like thing that you're like super passionate about, like it's hot. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like, and it's also, it doesn't have to look like uh, a podcast host and a pop star. Like it can look totally different. It can be anything. Yeah. But specifically for the, because I think there are couples that are going to resonate more with like our path than others, but it is relevant to everybody because like discovering who you are, that needs to happen regardless of what your career choices are or if you have any career choices. And you also need to have your own passions, even if you don't make a career out of it. Yeah. And you need to give each other space to do those things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a that's a really good point. I would say, like, something that's really important is questioning everything. <laughs> Not even plugging the show at all. <laughs> like, the, there's a reason why that's my my motto. Yes. Um, and it's developed over time. But th- the funny thing is like, it's, it's always been there. This concept of question everything. I've acted on that my whole life. And I've, yeah. I've, I've been outcasted for it. And I've been, I've gotten in trouble for it many times. Um, you asked too many questions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there were like, even these teachers with these fragile egos, like I would ask a question and I try to be mindful of my my tone and my approach, and I also try to be kind to others. So I was never like being mean to the teacher, but like I would ask a question, like mm-hmm. they would tell us to do something, and I would ask like why why do we need to do it this way? And they would just <laughs> you're disrespecting authority. It'd because be like a I threat. Said so. Yeah, it's and yeah, <laughs> parents do the same thing because I said so. Like there's never actually a good reason, and that's because yeah. people don't know the answer. They don't know why. Mm-hmm. We're all just doing these things because that's what we do. Yeah. That's how it is. And gender roles is a perfect example. Yeah. Right? Like, I've done most of the cooking in our marriage. Yeah. You've done most of the laundry in our marriage. Mm-hmm. And neither of us want to do the dishes. <laughs> so, yeah, unfortunately. Like, damn it. I wish one of us could like the we dishes. Need, we need a third wheel for that. Yeah. We just... If anyone wants to be our third, specifically for doing the dishes. Only the dishes. Yes, then let us know. (laughs) Um, Gender roles. It's like, this is a thing that I think our generation, millennials, are like, we've been questioning this for a while now. Yes. Of like, okay, we understand there are biological difference, like, between the male and female sex, right? Uh Like, there are clear biological differences, and we have different things that we're generally good at that we naturally gravitate towards yes exactly yeah but just like there are a lot of women that want to be homemakers and and stay at home and take care of the kids Mm -hmm. there are women like you yeah and so it's this process of questioning everything goes beyond just your own like decisions and like career choices and things like that, it goes past your actions down to like your thoughts and your beliefs and your convictions. And that's something that true that that process, I think, was made much more difficult because of our religious background, because our religion like instilled in us these concrete beliefs that we had to jackhammer. (laughs) Yeah. And so that made it more difficult. But 
even without a religious context, you have to question why you guys are operating a certain way. Yeah. Like if you're... And sometimes you can just come to the conclusion that like, okay, yeah, it is... It is good this way. Like, we shouldn't change anything about the way that we're doing it. But it is still worth getting to the root of, like, okay, but why? Exactly. Because... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Sorry. Rest in peace. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, exactly. Because if if you don't understand why something is the way it is, you're choosing ignorance. Yeah. You can, you can like do the thing and it can work for you and that's fine. But mm-hmm. like we're human beings. We have the most complex brain on earth for a reason. Use yeah. it. Well, and curiosity has like, like if you look in history, Albert Einstein is coming to mind. He was a curious guy. Yeah. Like, and I mean, look at him. Look what he did with his curiosity. Yeah, like, he's, he, he, like the theory of general relativity is, is huge in science. And like, if he didn't ask enough questions, he would have never, if he just assumed that things are the way they are and that's just how they are, yeah. he wouldn't be Albert Einstein. He'd be some weird looking, <laughs> like, I just got shocked by lightning type guy and, and he would be gone. Yeah. So. Yeah. I feel like every person that has ever made some kind of positive impact, they've had a curious mind. Yeah. And that is a perfect segue to this other component of this question, right? Do you have to choose between a relationship and a career? Can you have both? Do you have to prioritize one or the other? Mm -hmm. Um, That is when you involve other people, namely children, Mm -hmm. which we don't have yet. We have a 75-pound furry wild animal (laughs) in our house that acts like a child, but... She's not a human child, right? Yes. Um, and so this is this is important. Anyone who's made a positive impact, like take our careers away, and we still have a positive impact to make, which is with our children. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's something that we've both been very mindful about. Like again, we're we're about to get into year five of our marriage. Yeah. Which is nuts. That and, is crazy. And, and we don't have kids, right? Half and that, a decade. Yeah, half a decade. <laughs> and that's that's been very intentional. Yeah. Um, and so I'm curious, like, I think that we've both learned to question things even more. And not only do we question them, but we, we come together and we really dissect them. Mm-hmm. And we, because we're different people and we have different opinions, like at one point we, we even stood like in different spaces politically a little bit. Yeah. I think now we've come to a place because of this process of questioning, we were in a different place religiously. We were in a different place politically and we were probably in a different place with things like parenting and stuff. But through this process of questioning everything, including things about ourselves so that we can know who we are. Yeah. We have become one in a sense. We've, we've one in purpose. Yes, one in purpose, right? And and like that is so important for having children because if you are not on the same page, you're gonna mess your kids up. You're gonna confuse them. Yeah. And it's your relationship is gonna be rocky. They're gonna experience the worst of that. So 
what has, how has the, your process of questioning everything impacted the way that you're viewing parenthood now? And as we are entering like a, a later phase in our 20s and as our careers are picking up, like I know that we're thinking about children at some point. Yeah. Like it's kind of on the radar. <laughs> and like what what does it mean to question everything as a parent? What impact does it have on your children? Um Well, I think that some could argue that like going about it this way will like make your kids feel uneasy or like mm. like but I I would disagree. I think that it will give our kids more peace in a way to be like, oh, my parents don't know any everything and that's okay. Because, so both of us grew up with kind of this idea in mind. And I think that most people grow up with this idea in mind that like your parents know everything. They have all the answers. And then it's really fucking jarring whenever you get into adulthood because then you realize, oh shit, <laughs> none of us know what we're doing. <laughs> they, they didn't know what they were doing. And, and the thing is they admit it later. Whenever yeah. you tell your parents that you've been hurt by something, then they're like, well, we, we don't know everything. Like <laughs> this, is, this, yeah. is our, this is our first rodeo, right? And like, uh -huh. I'm sure that most people have experienced that with their parents. Like yes. most kids end up saying something to their parents about how they were hurt by something, which is totally normal for your parents to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And then they admit, oh yeah, I don't know everything. <laughs> it's like, well, why, like, why was it so important to you to present yourself as somebody who like knows everything? Like, I know you're here to teach me and guide me, but like, mm -hmm. why would you not just disclose like, hey, I'm an individual, like daddy is an individual and he's still learning things about the world. And I want to help you learn what I've learned, but we can learn some things together. Yeah. And there are going to be questions that you ask me that I don't know the answer to, but... But let's figure it yeah. out together. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was never like that. Yeah, and and also just with what I was saying about it being jarring once you enter adulthood, like, if you're already, from the beginning, teaching your kids that, like, hey, we don't know everything, but, like, it's okay... And like, there's nothing, it's not, it's not anything to be afraid of. Yeah. You don't need to be scared that you don't have all the answers. Really the only, I mean, for us, the thing that instilled this fear of not knowing was our religion. Yeah. Because we were presented with, hey, this is the ultimate truth. Yeah. If you accept this and follow our rules, you will go to heaven. If you don't, you won't. Yeah. And like, it's, it's that black and white. Mm -hmm. And so I think that instills the fear of not knowing. It instills the fear of failure. It instills the fear of, um, of breaking away from your community. It, it locks you in. And there are other institutions in society that do the same thing, like the education right. system, right? It's yeah, like, if you, like if you don't want to go to college, if you have like a different idea of how you want your life to go. Then like, have fun working at McDonald's. Yeah. Like that's what they act like. like. They don't, yeah. They don't teach you how to own a business in school. 
for a reason. <laughs> and they don't even really nurture like art. No, they I don't mean, do that at all. You have to pay a lot of money to go to an art school, right? And even but then, like, it's so it's not stupid to go to an art school. But I do think that in some ways it's kind of silly because like you you become a better artist by doing the thing. By yeah. Right? Like you can by learn art. Yeah. And you can learn all about like the history of it. You can learn all the technicalities and stuff. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And I'm a firm believer that you don't have to be totally born with something. Like you don't have to be a prodigy to become a good artist. You can work up to it. Like Ed Sheeran. He was not good at singing in the beginning. <laughs> but look at him now he's like up there yeah he's he's, he's insane he, he tops the charts and his voice is incredible uh-huh. so but you bring up a good point about about school how there's this fear instilled where if you don't do if you don't follow this path that we've laid out for you then you're going to end up homeless and obviously yeah. that perspective is shifting because a lot of us younger people are realizing wait if a degree is valuable because it's rare and everyone has one, then it's not valuable anymore. So what's the point? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's institutions all over that instill this fear in you. But how, like, how do you feel about parenting now? Like, how do you feel about you, you as a future mother mm-hmm. and me as a future father, but also just your perspective on parenting in general? Has that changed through this process of questioning everything and how do you think that will impact the future generations yeah I think a lot of things have changed (laughs) um I I'm excited to learn from our future kids because I just know they're gonna whip something out or we're gonna be like what the how do I even deal with this <laughs> somebody better not take that clip out of context <laughs> ew oh my gosh um anyway yeah i like i know it's not going to be easy to be a parent which is one of the reasons why we've waited yes because we already have enough hard yeah stuff on our yeah, plate we, we've got a lot going on yeah um but yeah, I I honestly am just really excited to learn from another human because like I feel like a lot of parents see their children as like an extension of them because which, they don't have an identity. Yes, and and that's just not true. Like this is a whole other human being that we're talking about. They like, have your DNA. They, yeah, that's like, it. They have your DNA. They might pick up some of your tendencies or your mannerisms or or some of your interests even. But, like, they are not you. They are going to experience completely different things than you. They're going to have... They're going to make decisions that you're not going to agree with. Like... And you have to be okay with that because they're not you. Yes. It's like you you can't get mad at them for choosing something that you wouldn't do because it's the same with the spouse, right? Like, if you choose to have... Yeah. If you choose to have Supreme Pizza instead of barbecue (laughs) chicken pizza... I can't get mad in, obviously this is not as important, but just as an example, I can't get mad at you for that because you're not me. Like have your freaking Supreme pizza, which I've actually fallen in love with, by the way. (laughs) I used to hate that. And (laughs) I'm glad that you brought that up though, because I think that like 
with our kids, like being a different person and maybe taking a different path, like they actually might open our mind up to something that we could have missed out on. Yeah. Um, cause there's, there's so much like in this life to experience. And so like, like why be closed minded? Yeah. There's, there's nothing to gain from being closed minded, to be honest. Just comfort. And, but it's and not actual comfort. Because it's not fulfillment. It's well, yeah, and it's not actual comfort because you still are gonna have in the back of your mind, oh, what if I'm wrong? Yeah, that's fair. Like I feel like that's always the case. You're never you can say that like you're really sure of something, like you have a very strong testimony of something. Yeah. But there's always gonna be something in the back of your mind. You're worried about being wrong. That because there, you. there's something intrinsic. Like that, it's human, yeah, to do that. Like you can't have, you can't have, which is natural to us as humans. You can't have curiosity and a sense of like surety that you know everything at the same time. Like those yeah. can't exist completely in one being. So you're totally yeah. right. You're gonna have this little thing that's like, bro, you're curious for a reason, and it's because you don't know everything. So what if you're wrong? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and it's so obvious that curiosity is, like, innate. Because look at babies. What do they do all the time? They crawl on the ground. They literally put anything in their mouth. Unfortunately. (laughs) But they're doing it because they're curious. Ooh, how does this feel in my mouth? Ooh, what does it taste like? Yep. And and sometimes they spit the thing out, and they're like, ew, that's disgusting. Yeah. And so they learn. (laughs) And then you step up from babies. You have toddlers. And like, you know, younger kids and what do they do really well? They question everything <laughs> so they much. They ask a million questions. Yes. And it makes adults uncomfortable because they're, they have yes. trained themselves out of that. Yeah. Do children learn really quickly because that's just what happens when you're a kid and then your brain stops developing at 24 or do kids learn really quick because they ask so many questions and you can continue mm. that rate of, of knowledge gathering for the rest of your life. If you just don't train yourself out of asking questions like everybody does. Yeah. And that's what I want to teach our kids is question everything. If I tell you to do something and you think it's stupid, ask me why. Yeah. That'll give me an opportunity, you know, cause we've questioned each other. We've questioned the, the tendencies that we have and the perspectives that we have. We've done that together, but we're only two people. What happens when we have two kids, two different perspectives? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden we're uh, like opened up to this new world of, oh, like they see this totally different than, than we do. And you know what? That's a good question. Why, yeah. why do you need to go to bed at nine o'clock? Yeah, I've, I kind of was thinking about a scenario the other day of like, like in the future when we have like a teenager. Yeah. And they like get in trouble for something. And so we're like giving them a, a punishment or like disciplining them for something. And they say, they pull the line, that's not fair. And I was thinking of this scenario and I was like, okay, what am I going to, how am I going to respond to that? Yeah. And I was thinking, well, okay, what would be fair? Cause then I feel like that teaches them, like they're not going to get out of a punishment. 
because like, life has not, the whole reason for for disciplining your child is to teach them not that you're the boss, yeah. but to teach them that life has natural consequences. Yes, that's the thing a lot of parents miss. They they discipline their child because the child did something they didn't want them to do, and that upset them, and it mm-hmm. upsets their their reign of authority. But in yeah. reality. You do that. And this is something I remember my dad saying to me, which I'm very grateful for as a kid, is he said that like life has consequences. Like there are things that naturally happen as a result of your actions. Mm-hmm. So that needs to be the the um, the objective when you discipline your child. Yeah. So I feel like talking with him and being like, okay, well, what do you think would be fair? Yeah. And it, I feel like it gets them to think. And then maybe they'll be like, okay, you know what? Like, you're right. Like, the original punishment. Like, I probably, like, should just take the L. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think that just in asking him that question, well, what would be fair? It gets them to really think about. And it's also the illusion of choice. It's a sales tactic. It's like, so would you rather buy my high ticket sales item or my low ticket sales item? (laughs) It's like, okay, you don't want the punishment I gave you. Well, you're still going to get one, but what, which one do you want? Like, what do you think would be fair? Yeah. So that's, that's a funny, like, cause they're still kids and they, yeah, they still need to learn, but. Yeah. So I was just kind of, that's like a random scenario that I thought about, but. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to learn from them and also, I mean, we're going to learn new things about ourselves too. Yeah. Throughout that, the process. Like when you say what would be fair, that's an opportunity for you to learn as well. Yeah. Cuz you get to go Hey, like y- you get to second guess your your punishment and be like, "Okay, yeah. is that Actually, am I being too harsh or am I not being hard enough? Is it even relevant? Like, yeah. does this, does this disciplinary action even align with like the action that the child took? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's I'm, true. I'm thinking about the original question, which was, do you have to choose between having a relationship and having a career? Mm-hmm. And do you have to prioritize one or the other? I know from my perspective, there have been times in our relationship where we notice our career is like stagnating or suffering in a little bit. And so we need to we need to kind of go career mode for a short burst of time. Yeah. And we, we have a lot of work to do. And that's a conscious decision that we make where we know hey like we're not going to be able to go on a date every week like we won't be able to spend as much time together as husband and wife or even as boyfriend and girlfriend or best friends like we're going to be business partners for the next three weeks mm-hmm. and that's hard yeah um but then there are times where you notice the relationship is suffering and it's like okay this totally matters yeah and we can take a step back really quick let's really nurture our relationship there's something that we need to address we need to spend more time together sometimes there's not a problem you just simply need to date each other and like get interested again yeah like so i'm thinking about all that um what do you why do you think it's important for 
people like us to be together? Do you think it's important? Like, because this is a good question. And, and I know that there's a lot of people in society now who are giving up on love. Yeah. And it's really sad. Like you have this loneliness epidemic. People are sucked into their phones all day, getting this, this fake version of, of connection. Yeah. And you have all these dating apps and, and all of this, these things that are superficial. Right. And like, I'm not a doomer about it. I think that there's a lot of hope mm -hmm. and I think the hope lies in relationships like ours in a way because it shows that like it shows that you can be your own person and you can be fulfilled like with your passions and you can still have like true love and companionship yeah but I'm curious like what's the greater impact if we do have a society where people don't give up on love and they don't give up on relationships and they take this approach of questioning everything and and learning to heal from past traumas and being a complete individual and all of these things like what does the future look like to you if we go that direction well we're humans not robots <laughs> yeah and especially with all this ai stuff like People are kind of scared that AI is going to take over or whatever. I don't think it is. But I can see why people think that. Yeah. Um, and so, like, yeah, we're not robots. We need love. That's kind of, like, every good thing in life is born from love, I feel like. Um, mm. And so... It's really helpful to have a support system. And for some people, like, that could just be their family. That could just be their friends. It could be a friend, yeah. a family member. Um, but I do think that there is a deeper kind of love with romantic love, obviously. Um, and we all yearn for that. Like, we all want that deep down. I think even people that say that they like, I don't need a man or like, I don't, I don't yeah. like they do like they, they want that. Um, and they deserve it as well. And so I don't know. I, I just think it's, it's really nice to have someone to come home to. <laughs> Um, what impact would that have on the world if more people had a healthy relationship where they were both individual people and they were living in alignment with their passions and they also had a healthy relationship together and maybe a healthy family? Like what? It would honestly fix everything. Think so? Like not even joking. Like you look at every issue that we have in society and it, it always stems from a lack of love. Whether that's self-love or, like, that person was neglected when they were younger. Yeah. Like, any bad thing that someone does, it's always because they don't love themselves enough or no one has loved them in their life. And so, like, it really would fix everything. 
And so that's why I don't think people should give up on it, even though it seems hopeless sometimes. Like, it really is possible. It's hard. Like, yeah, it's, having a healthy relationship is hard. Most people, that that's, like, their thing, right? They, they work, like, a normal job, and then the other person stays home. And, like, they're not building anything external. And, like, most people don't have a healthy relationship. Yeah, and it's only, it's only, like, not healthy yet because we don't normally start out healthy. Yeah. Like, we carry baggage into relationships. We don't, like, as much as everyone wishes that they could be the best version of themselves for someone else, like, it's normally not the case. Like, you kind of bring a lot of BS with you. And you're normally not even the best version of yourself for yourself. Right. Like, if you can't even do that for yourself, you can't do it for somebody else. Yeah, so, like, the part about, like, a healthy relationship being hard, it isn't hard because it's healthy. It's hard because you're having to undo and unlearn all of these things about yourself, like, about yourself. Yeah. Um, and it... It's a, it's an ego thing. Like, it's really humbling to be in a healthy relationship because you have to face a lot of things about yourself where, where you're like, oh, wow, that thing that I do is actually really bad. And Yeah, it's not like, just who I am. Like, there's no excuse. It's just wrong. Yeah, it's hard to be like, oh, I'm being selfish, I need to stop doing that. That's really hard to do. And a lot of people don't don't want to admit that. And yeah. that's that's why healthy relationships are hard. Because you're having to, like, you're having to actually work hard and, like, fix things about yourself. You, yeah. Like, you can no longer blame it on the other person. Because that's unhealthy. Yeah, your relationship, like will not be fulfilling at all if there's no accountability. Yep. And I think that that's... I, I want to emphasize, as, we, as this episode ends, I want to emphasize... <laughs> struggle bus. <laughs> I want to emphasize what it's taken for us mm -hmm. to come to a place where we feel like we're healthy. Because I think there was always that potential and there were always moments yeah. of that. And we have chosen to love each other, right? Like you have to remember that love is a choice. Yes. It's not, it's not like a feeling. It's also not just an action, like giving someone a gift like that. Like love is deeper I feel like it is that. a feeling, but in addition, it's yeah. also a choice. It's like if you, like you choose to fall out of love with somebody. Yeah, definitely. Like you, you have to, you have to make that choice and it might not be conscious, but it's still a choice. So yeah, you're right. Um, you have to choose somebody. And so, yeah, I, I really feel like we're finally coming to this place after all of this work and all of the stuff that we've had to dive into and, uh, the religion that we've had to deconstruct and all of these tendencies that we carried with us into our relationship, like, it's taken a long time to feel like genuine fulfillment and security and, and yeah. also um, like healthy, you know? And 
So it, I think it'd be cool to bounce off of each other just for the last like minute or so. Like things that are good to keep in mind, like things that we've learned that might help other people that are either going through similar things or their dynamic is similar or they have similar goals, mm-hmm. um, things to pay attention to. And so for me, that that would be asking really hard questions. Like question everything. And I know that that's been said a lot, but mm. like I, I literally mean everything. The thoughts that go through your head, the habits that you have, you have to question and your beliefs. Routines. If you want, yeah, yeah, exactly. If you want a healthy relationship, you have to question every aspect of it. And you don't have to do that forever about everything in your relationship because you can come to a, a conclusion to have some peace of mind. Um, but that's only going to be real peace of mind if you've actually done the work. Mm-hmm. So that's my thing. What would you say? Um, I think something that I've been working on in our relationship is knowing when to respond as your spouse or as your business partner. Mm. Um, (laughs) Because it's really easy to get caught up in like all of the work that we're doing and see each other as business business partners. Business. (laughs) My turn. (laughs) And and forget to like be boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, totally. Like and I've I've noticed that too, like just to compliment you. Like I've you said that you're working on that and I've noticed that. And I feel I feel even more safe now. Because yeah as a man, like I go out in this world that kind of you know, we all have our own struggles and, um, it's nice to come home and there to be like something like soft and warm, if that makes sense. (laughs) And that, that is like your, your essence and like your attitude towards me. Like (laughs) I don't have to worry about putting up my guard, putting up a front. Like I can come home and know that out of the other places that I could be, like I'm safe here (laughs) and I'm not hated here, you know? Yeah, I, like, it's kind of like the whole thing of when someone is venting to you and then you give, like, unsolicited advice. Yeah. Like, most of the time, that person wasn't looking for ad- for advice. They were just wanting you to listen to them. And so it's kind of along the same lines of, like, okay, do you want me to give you advice or do you want me to listen? And so in... with what I was talking about like okay do I need to respond as your spouse or as your business partner yeah and And, most of the time most of the time (laughs) you you want me to respond as your spouse yeah and I think a lot of times in the past I would respond as your business partner and that wasn't helpful to you that's not what you were needing and um yeah, I feel like the more that I've really tried to like pay attention to that and keep that in mind, our our relationship is just better because I'm I'm listening to to what you need. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah, that is really important. And 
just to kind of double down on what I said, like I've noticed that um, as I've questioned my thought processes and my even like little actions that I take, even emotions, there's sometimes where I'll feel an emotion come up. And instead mm-hmm. of just getting stuck and feeling that way, I go, whoa, why am I feeling this way right now? Yeah. Like, is it because you made me feel that way or is it because there's something else going on? Like, is there something that I have unresolved within myself that's causing me to put this blame on you? Mm-hmm. And so I've noticed that I've just been generally happier in our relationship as I've yeah. learned to question things even more. Yeah, and that's... I. I have also noticed that about you and I'm really thankful for that because that has taken weight off of me at times where like I I don't feel like it's my fault when you feel a certain way like and it's been really cool to see you like notice when an emotion is coming up and acknowledge it and be like okay I'm gonna like regulate this like I need to like be alone for a little bit and I'm going to take care of this and then like I'll I'll be back. BRB. BRB. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> okay. Um that's great. So, so yeah. I this has been really good. Yeah. It's crazy that we can be together so much and talk together so much about stuff, but then <laughs> when we sit down and put on some pretty lights and have some <laughs> Honey, lemon, ginger, turmeric, water. Turmeric. Turmeric. <laughs> All of a sudden, we <laughs> unlock like new layers to our relationship. So Yeah, it's cool. It was a pleasure having you on. I will Thank definitely you. have you back one Yay. of these days. And cool. uh, if people want to listen to your music, because for those that don't know, you are <laughs> a pop artist, alternative pop. <laughs> where do they go? Um, you can find me on all streaming platforms. My name is Cole, C-O-L-E. All caps. All caps. Um, my social media handles are at songs by Cole. Easy. So. And then for me, if you want to follow along (laughs) with the podcast and be up to date with what I'm doing, then you can find me at the Nolan Void on Instagram or Nolan Void on YouTube. This podcast is filmed And it's much cooler when you watch it. Yeah. So go ahead and watch it. Uh, For tools and coaching, the link is in the description. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Cole. Of course. And uh, (laughs) we'll see you next time.